Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are joined by Jill Wells, Group Product Manager at Adyen and Women in Payments and Fraud Co-Chair. Adyen delivers frictionless payments across online, mobile and in-store channels. Now, Jill is very passionate about all things payments and has her own podcast series. So I'm very interested to see how you're going to be on the other side of the show today, Jill. Now, I know you love connecting with people across the industry and you seek to contribute to the industry in a meaningful way. So you're here today to share your story. It's great to have you, Jill. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Nadia. Uh, Very excited to uh, chat with you today. Brilliant. So tell us about your role, Adyen, and what it entails. You always say two days are never the same, so tell us all. Sure. Well, I've worked at Adyen for just over three years now. I actually moved to Amsterdam uh, two years ago to pursue a role in product management. I'm the group product manager for the recurring payments part of the business. So think digital, think subscription, um, and we're building products that ensure that those subscription renewals never fail for example. So um, it's quite an exciting role looking after digital enterprise um, with such large volumes. And and as you mentioned, uh, two days are never the same. Uh, We talk about the 360 of product management at Adyen. When you're building products, uh, our approach is uh, you're the CEO of your product and you need to deal with all the different parts of a business. Uh, You need to chat with developers to build the products, data analysts to assess performance, product marketing, sales, compliance, legal, you get the picture. So, you know, not only are we making sure day-to-day tasks are being managed and and to having a more operational approach, um, but we're also creating the vision of what a product can have for our merchants and our industry um, in the more long-term, five, 10-year plan. Uh, So so there's a lot going on and it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. And I love that. It's thinking about today, but also tomorrow. And that five, 10 year plan is just so important. So you know the direction that you're going in. Now tell us a bit more about Adian and what you do that's unique. uh, And also what really stood out for you to want to be part of it. Uh, No problem. I've actually been on the merchant side, working at uh, Bumble and and Just Eat before I joined Adian. And Adian was one of our vendors back then. And I, I was always really um, impressed with their, with their work culture. I always really enjoyed my interactions with their people. So it, it just really made sense that as I got more and more into the pay, payments industry and excited about it, that I actually start working for a payments company. 
Um, so I, I love um, Adyen's culture of, of driving innovation. I'm just constantly surrounded by super smart people. Uh, we're given a lot of autonomy to go out and make an impact. And actually, one of our guiding pr- principles is uh, launch fast and iterate. So you get to see the results of, uh, of that hard work, which is, which is really rewarding. That really speaks to my personality type. Like I, I need to, if I'm starting something, I need to see what it turns into. I could never be one of these people that starts a, a project and hands it over to somebody else to finish. I'd find that really difficult. But everyone's different, right? But exactly. And that's, that's the most rewarding piece, right? You, you go from ideation to creation to go-to-market planning. It's really, it's really great to get that full breadth of experience. Mm. And, and, and that really contributes to having that uh, variable day-to-day experience. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Now, on this podcast series, I love to share lessons from people's career journeys. You already mentioned a couple of roles you've had in the past, but it'd be brilliant just to hear some of the lessons and some of your key learns. Well, I actually grew up in Zimbabwe. I went to university in South Africa and I, I actually have a degree in geography, which is perhaps not the most obvious path for getting into the payments industry. Um, but, the, but this is actually the case for a lot of people in our industry. We kind of happened to have fallen upon it. I actually, after university, went to um, London and I was in London for 11 years before moving to Amsterdam. And I started out in a customer service role. Um, got more involved in uh, compliance, looking at strange fraudulent transactions and kind of investigating that and, you know, moving into a more fraud specific role. And it kind of snowballs from there. And I think um, a lot of people um, in the payments industry have a, have a very similar experience. And I think the, the main takeaway there is really seizing those opportunities. A really important characteristic that I look out for when I'm hiring is curiosity and questioning why something's happening and, you know, problem solving, which again, great characteristic for for getting into product management. Products are solutions to problems. So I think that curiosity, that seizing of that opportunity, creating your own opportunities, um, making sure that you're enjoying it. And yeah, I think uh, keep pushing yourself um, in that area. I think it it really lends itself to you creating your own opportunities and then being able to take them. And that's so positive to hear that. And I love, I love that concept of um, being more creative with your own career. Um, and I think we can, all, we can all take that into whatever level in our career that we're at. We can always be a bit more creative with what the next steps can be and what, where it can take us. Now, there's something else that you've said that I absolutely love. And it's, um, you talk about this cultural awakening um, at ASEAN. Um, and I think from, from what you've told me before that we can all learn so much from that. So I just wanted you to share what you mean by that. I'm really passionate about the payments industry, but I also really care about uh, diversity, equity and, and inclusion. A couple of ladies and myself co-founded uh, the Women in Payments and Fraud Group, which is part of the Merchant Risk Council, an organization where um, merchants come together and discuss and um, learn about payments and fraud. And that community of women has just been so impactful and meaningful to me um, that I, I now just have, place so much more value on DEI and really want to be involved in DEI initiatives, um, you know, just outside of my, uh, my product role. And, you know, when we talk about this cultural awakening at Adyen, I really mean in terms of that value of DEI. So Adyen has always been a great place to work. But it was really with the advent of the BLM movement and the Me Too movement that really brought DEI to the forefront of 
highlighting inequality and looking in the mirror and saying, what can we do to better support all the different communities at Adyen? Um, this triggered a more formal creation of our DEI committee, creation of DEI principles and objectives, and really kickstarting projects to meet those initiatives. Um, so I was a part of helping build the LGBTQ plus community and the women at Adyen community. And it's just been a, a hugely rewarding experience uh, to really identify what our community needs, translate that into a strategy, and then get people to help us deliver it. I think it's it's so brilliant you you being involved in in these committees and I again I love that we're calling it this cultural awakening and I think that all of us need to be going through a cultural awakening having started to inclusion communities I know you've learned so much it'd be great to share that with the audience because people listening to this want to drive their own internal movements Absolutely and I and I think you really need the buy-in of uh, your leadership to get this uh, you know off the ground I think one of the biggest learnings for me was that communities have different needs. You know, while there's definitely some common themes, they really need unique approaches. If I, if I think of what we did at the, with the, the Pride community, you know, it's a much smaller group and there's really a, quite a unique shared experience of, I don't know, we've, we've always been, we're, all of us have been called a derogatory term um, at one point or another, and, and, and in some cases a lot worse. So there's, there's that sort of shared experience there. Whereas if I think of the women at Adian Group, you've got a much larger community with a lot of very different opinions about how to best support the folks of that community. And having to cater to all those needs and have that comprehensive approach, um, it's just a bit of a different beast. So you've got to come at it um, from an angle of how do we meet the needs of uh, the community members and kind of go from there. And I think that's, uh, that's something that certainly helped me. There are some playbook items of what to do when building a community, you know, identify who you're trying to help. Once you identify, then you get the feedback from the community. I think it's really important. Um, everyone has a chance to talk about what their experiences have been and, and use that to build your strategy. So you can go through some of the same processes to, to, to build the community, but then you know, make sure that you apply it to their specific needs. I think that's really insightful to, to hear that because, again, there are so many businesses out there that try and create a committee, but they, they miss out some of these really key factors that hold them back from achieving what they can achieve. So, you know, the first thing you said there was get that buy-in from the leadership team. Make sure that it's, it's not just make sure that they're there supporting you. Make sure they're part of it. Make sure they're helping you drive it because it's for, it's for the well-being of everybody. It's for social justice. It's for the success of the business. It's for so many different reasons. Exactly. And I, I think there's, you've also got to strike a balance. While you need buy-in from leadership, you know, a lot of these initiatives are, are grassroots initiatives. It's people who aren't happy with the status quo and feeling like they, they are heard by their leadership. That's, that's where we, you, you can start to see change you can if they're empowered to go and do something about the inequalities that they see or feel or experience um i think that's that's an important sort of recognition that if you are in a business in a company and you see something isn't right like find your allies find the people who want to help you and um build that that momentum and and mm. then that's going to really drive that change 
Mm, absolutely. And you also mentioned local champions. Can you tell us more about who they are and, and what they do? So, you know, we've grown enormously over the pandemic to, to over 2,000 people now. And, and so we really needed to scale our objectives. We wanted to make sure that, you know, that our strategy was going to be felt by all of our uh, local officers. And how are we going to do that? Um, we, we, we basically asked people to, to get involved. We, we, we shared the vision um, and, and where they felt that they were passionate about a certain project or a certain area, um, we asked them to form local groups, and we, we, we refer to them as champions, and, and we really empower them um, with full autonomy to translate our global objectives into something meaningful on a local level. Now, it might be something like networking drinks or education webinars, um, whatever it is. Maybe it's uh, conversations with HR around policy change. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of local regulation that you need to uh, manage. I, I think of uh, parental leave that, uh, that I twitch, uh, that I twitch. <laughs> so I think getting passionate people on board, giving them the power to make an impact, a meaningful impact, um, really helps us scale what we're doing and they can take that into all the different areas, um, all the different offices that we have. And it's been really important for um, our ability to tackle all the different things that we want to achieve uh, with, you know, representing our communities and supporting our communities better. Uh, so I, th I think that's also something that we found really powerful is um, get people involved, get them, um, you know, give the people who are passionate uh, bandwidth to to take on some of these projects and um, do more than just their day job. Yeah, I think one thing that really stands out for me throughout this entire podcast is empowering others, empowering others to drive change. Um, you know, and that's within your local champions, within your cultural awakening, within what makes Adian unique. Uh, and I think that's really been the thread through through everything that you've discussed, which is just so positive. Um, it takes us to my last question, and it's uh, the question that I love to ask, because as I introduce this podcast, I always say, we're here today to walk the talk for change. I'm all about action, and I love these pods to almost be like how-tos of you know, all the great things that businesses are doing that work so that others can pick that up and put it into action. So I ask you about your call to action with regards to what more we should all be doing for authentic workplace inclusion. Well, I think just, just on that theme of empowerment, I think there's a lot of people who don't necessarily feel empowered to make change. Having that culture that DEI is important really sets the tone that people can get more involved with uh, DEI initiatives. Things like passion projects being included in your performance reviews, super important. Having leadership continue to iterate its importance so that folks feel able to go to their managers and ask if they can spend 10% of their time uh, building a mentorship program, um, for example. Um, so all of that helps, I think. And, and if there's one takeaway that I hope that people get from this is if you want to spend 10% of your work life working on uh, DEI initiatives, should, you shouldn't be spending 110% of time working. Um, it should be a cultural, well, we can say a revolution or awakening that, and, and what we said, Adian, DEI or day as we call it, your day job should be part of your day job. <laughs> so um, that's, uh, that's the message for me. Make the time so that people can, um, uh, yeah, really 
take the next step and, and help build uh, the value of DEI. And I love that, Jill. Your day job should be part of your day job. That is absolutely yeah. <laughs> brilliant. I'm going to quote you forever on that because I think that is wonderful. Um, and it's been brilliant having you on this podcast. You've shared so much. I've written loads of notes in terms of what people should be doing to drive this change forward and drive the movement. It's been brilliant getting to know you. It's been brilliant learning about Adian and the wonderful culture. Um, and thank you very much for joining me on the Women of Fintech podcast series. And thank you so much, Nadia, for including me. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you as well. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you.